0: To defeat an enemy, you must
1: know them.
0: Not just their battle tactics,
1: but their history, philosophy, art. Welcome. To the Chase Ascendancy Podcast. Alright. Let's jump into this. I feel like this intro is like almost more appropriate than
0: ever. Right? Uh, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to... The Chase Ascendancy! This is our Mandalorian review episode for chapter 16. Indeed it is. The Rescue... All right. Uh, Well, first, you want to do your little quote there that you enjoyed? Oh, I was going to save it for like a good time. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, So our first sequence, of course, on the review episodes are our overall thoughts. Uh, What do I even freaking say? Um, My overall thoughts, my mind was blown, my childhood dreams fulfilled, Uh, I could die happy... you know, all those things, um, amazing episode, uh, amazing, um, you know, just amazing, I don't even know what to say, uh, very fulfilling, very fit into the, uh, season, and such a good into the season that I have, like, a million questions about where the show even goes from here, right, because it feels so much like the end of the book, um, no pun intended. <laughs> um, so good. I really loved it. I loved the action. I loved getting to Gideon's ship. I loved being on Gideon's ship. I loved everything. The whole thing was good. What did you think? Ah, take a drink. Sorry, I didn't know you were doing that.
1: I didn't know you were going to stop soon. Good. Sorry. Uh, I loved it. Uh, just I got to be there for my my first watch through because I Was catching up on some sleep from throughout the week mm-hmm. and slept late into the day So I woke up first thing I did was start watching Mando By that time just I just showed up at the house With food with food. So bless him. Um, it was I thought you were dead
0: I thought you had watched the show earlier and died because I couldn't get a hold of you Yeah, I just I was in uh, my but it was Wow Um you know, when they first, I guess the opening of the show is, uh, they're right on the tail of Dr. Pershing, the clone manager, mm-hmm. um, and we've been saying since we first saw him from last season that he had the little emblem that the little clone troopers on Camino, uh had, mm-hmm. and so we were, you know, the internet always finds out yeah, little we, things we like that. We suspected
1: for quite a while, but, um, was. but to get it, you know...
0: From the mouth of the Explicitly. Imperials. Uh, yeah, he's a New Republic guy, and
1: if you kill him, you know, basically, he's a huge target for them. Yeah, not, not a New Republic guy, but somebody that the New Republic really wants.
0: Right. Well, yeah, because the pilot from the Lambda uh, Shuttle said, if you kill him, the New Republic will be upset with you. Yeah, they want his info. And isn't, were you kind of taken aback that the New Republic knows about Dr. Pershing or
1: cared? I think it just has something to do with them having some sort of list of Imperial remnant. You know what I mean? That's um, true. They definitely and,
0: don't know what's going on. Right. As and far it, as I think about cloning.
1: um Heir to the Empire specifically, where when they find out who Thrawn is, yeah, they're like, that's not possible. All the Grand Admirals are dead. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's just they have like a list. Right. And um, maybe they're just going through the list. They know he has to be under some sort of protection. Maybe they're aware that Moff Gideon's still running about. So... Hmm. Um... I mean, they've got a pretty vast intelligence network. I mean, even the Imperial Remnant, who's not in power by a long shot, yeah. you know, they still have their pretty uh, good f- little... fingers in everybody's pie. So right. I assume the New Republic is pretty well-informed as well. Dude, uh,
0: as soon as the scene opens up, basically, and the Lambda's trying to run from Slave One, <laughs> I was like, I've played Battlefront. You're not getting away. <laughs> When you're in old Battlefront 2, and uh, I don't know about you guys, but whenever I've ever played, we're kind of in the same boat. You're a bit of a better gaming pilot than myself, but I'm not a very good gaming pilot. I would much rather fly the Lambda across to the Mon Calamari Cruiser and go in there and shoot people with my regular gun. The
1: thing about the Lambda is that... As soon as you get out of the pilot seat, one of the AI is going to get into the pilot seat and immediately crash it into the wall of the hangar. So you're stranded. Yeah. Yeah. You need to make sure you get in the pilot seat and you are mm. in the pilot seat until you land safely. I like to bring a handful of people with me, but one of them usually ruins the plan mm-hmm. very quickly. Well, it was, it's crazy because uh, they're so, <laughs> they're so, uh,
0: they're so slow and they're mm. not, I mean, they're made to be slow. They're made to be, you know, they're just carriers. And so when they were like, oh, never going to catch me, greased up deaf guy, and Slave <laughs> One was like, do, 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 it was cool to hear Slave One's uh, guns again. Racers. And also, how cool is it that uh, he has an ion cannon that in cool. Slave One, which is like, big. that's a big deal, because one, well, at least from the original trilogy... When the freaking rebels had one, they were like, "Ooh, we got an ion cannon," mm-hmm. and it was a big, big, big deal.
1: Um, big, 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 big,
0: yeah, big, 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 big. So that was really cool to see uh, Boba do that. Uh, I did not care, however, for uh, freaking uh, Bo Katan or her wrestling counterpart. <clears throat> uh, both of them are dweebs, and Boba Fett is a Mandalorian. He has a chain code. What do you want from him? It's interesting that uh, it's so crazy. Like, you know when you have a friend that isn't making good choices and you can see it clear as the nose on their face, mm-hmm. uh, but they don't see it. You know what I mean? It's crazy to me that when Bo-Katan is talking to Dinjarin, it's it's, uh, you can take your helmet off. Yeah. You don't have to do all the freaking random Like, there's more ways than one to be a Mandalorian and you're a product of a cult and just all this random stuff, right? Yeah. And then for her, one, to give any crap to the clone troopers is shameful because last time I checked, if it wasn't for clones, Mandalore never would have gotten under Maul's finger. Uh, So, first of all, screw off with all that bullcrap. Whenever, like the way she just said "clone troopers" with like a little sassafras in her voice, I didn't like that at all.
1: Wait, you're saying if it wasn't for the clone troopers, clone would not have gotten Mandalor under his thumb. Bo-Katan would not have gotten Mandalor back. Got you. Yeah.
0: Had the clone troopers not helped? Sorry. I the way I heard it, you were like, if it wasn't for
1: the clone troopers, Maul never would have won.
0: Oh no no no! What I was saying yeah. was okay. They they. Even though it was short-lived, because the Empire came right back, basically, it feels like. But the fact that Mandalore was at all released from the Death Watches and Maul's mm. group is not because of the loyalists. It's because of the clone troopers and Ahsoka. So when she heard Boba's voice, if that's what the trigger was, she should have thanked him and got down her hands and knees and kissed his beautiful little hands. But uh, that was bullcrap. And then the whole fight scene with whatever her name is. <sighs> I just wish Boba would have killed her on the, the spot. Uh, the Quekta? Yeah. I guess this is a good time for you <laughs> to go into that.
1: Yeah, no, I did. I, one of my favorite things about the episode was when I, I thought it was cool they used more Star Wars y sling. Yeah. You know, this episode was heavy on the Star Wars sling. So when Very he, heavy on the Star Wars sling, actually. He said, that wasn't the Quekta calling the stuffling slimy.
0: <laughs> that was cool. I did like Boba Fett having a little bit of swagger. Um,
1: oh, yeah, his trash talk game was on point. Yeah. You could tell and... he's a professional bounty hunter, he, he talks the talk.
0: Yeah. Well, the other just thing as is, as well as he, walks the walk. he, like, I don't know, you could tell that he was not trying to... He wasn't trying to get into a fight, mm-hmm. uh, but when the fight was brought to him, I still feel like he didn't give it 100% because he could have easily just taken out his gun and shot her in the unhamleted head.
1: Well, I, yeah, I just... I have trouble believing that from full extension, she's going to have stronger arm strength than Boba. Tomorrow Morrison yeah. is yoked.
0: Yeah, he is yoked. And he's freaking the jango fett is the clone template for a freaking reason right uh and it's way easier for you to pull back your arm than to pull forward your arm you know what i mean Mm. if you if you were like this and you had a rope coiled around your wrist it's way harder to pull that than to have the wrist attached to your freaking form and go or the the cord attached to your form and go yoink yeah uh so that was dumb i know that they have to do things like that to make the interest episode interesting i would be so annoying on set i'd be like that doesn't that's not realistic at all guys boba fett is probably what 70 pounds heavier than her come on guys pound for pound that's not what we're doing here (laughs) like it's
1: just so silly but whatever but yeah bo katan was kind of like a douche the whole episode I think she was just a little touchy because we were getting, like, on sensitive ground for her. But at the same time, I think part of it is that, um, like, that actress had to deliver really heavy lines. You know what I mean? Like, those things that would have been really meaningful to Bo-Katan. And I yeah. feel like maybe the actress, as an individual, didn't really grasp the significance of those things. And she was...
0: You know what I mean? Well, like, she's it, been the voice of Bo-Katan since the Clone War. She's
1: had a little time to get into her... I don't know. It just seemed to me like... I don't know, the first time Luke said power converters. You know what I mean? like, <laughs> Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, I, I was just... <clears throat> I was very off-put that you would think... And she ended up saying this, if we would fight with this much spine against the Imperials, we never would have lost our planet. Yeah. But I still, as soon as... I don't know, for being so self-righteous about how connected all the Mandalorians should be, she was so divisive multiple times... Both to Din and to Boba. Both of which I liked way better than her. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like there's a way to make a character cool without making them like a douchebag. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can, I don't know. I feel like they could have conveyed how important Mandalore was to her without her kind of looking down her nose at everybody else. She's not exactly the best ruler. She's lost Mandalore twice. And according to Boba, it's like a crap heap now. So, but it was cool. Uh, standout moments for you. Uh, there's like 12. They're too many. There's 46 minutes of standout moments.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, the whole episode was phenomenal. Uh, I, I, I really don't need, I'm still reeling from having watched it. Okay, I'll give you ones that come to my mind. And then
0: when one really, if there's one that I bring up that stands out to you or reminds you, just jump in. Have you ever looked at how refined the mustache is on Moff Gideon's Pop? Mm-hmm. It's nice. It is nice. He's refined. Mm. His, his acting in this episode, he was a highlight for me. Moff yeah. Gideon is always a great character. I love that actor Giancarlo Esposito. Um, whenever he... Uh, I love it when someone's... Obviously, I'm from Texas, and I, I don't... Not that I have a heavy Texan accent, but I don't have... Uh, like when I say R, it's like R, R. Uh so it was cool when he was talking about Bo Katan being on the bridge and having killed everyone. He was like it's because they probably killed people because of the savages that they are. Like the way his his enunciation is very, very mm-hmm. uh precise and I like it. Um cool moments anytime slave one is on screen. Uh very, very cool. Seeing the I believe it's called a gauntlet, a Mandalorian Gauntlet. I know this is a
1: gauntlet, but that's yeah. yeah, the name of the ship, the ship as well. Yeah, I knew exactly where Things were headed when they touched down on that planet that looked at basically like any part of West Texas Yeah, i have been out there. Oh,
0: they're in Pasadena.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just the... It's flat. They got some bushes and there's a bunch of chemical refineries. Yeah. Welcome to West Texas. I was... I could just see Deer Park <laughs> and all that smoke. Um, yeah. As soon as I saw that ship, I knew where things were going. Yeah. I was yeah. interested yeah. in That's seeing... That's one of my favorite ships. The Gauntlet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know they're Very, stable. very
0: cool. And I was actually starting to wonder... Um, Is that what Din is going to fly after this?
1: Maybe they own one.
0: And also, it does mean that perhaps the Mandalorian was available at the Battle of Exegol because everybody was looking for the Razorcrest. But he could have been in a different ship. Perhaps. You know? Yeah. Uh, But very cool stuff. They meet up with Bo-Katan and um, obviously Kara's there. Oh, one thing that was cool is when she uh she shot that guy that was behind Dr. Pershing and the heat from the uh the laser blast burned his the ear. edge of his ear that was freaking yeah, sick that was cool so he they probably have dude think about that if you're Din Djarin, you just made dollar dollar bills because he brought Gideon and Pershing back alive mm. and he's on even ground with them after episode 2 of this season is
1: yeah Gideon's still alive Gideon's okay. still alive I remember he tried to shoot himself. I was trying to remember what happened. Yeah, Cara Dune did her thing. It was cool to watch him, like, be so elated that the Dark Troopers were about to come through and then see how, like, he was basically, like, falling apart when he realized that that plan wasn't working.
0: I wonder if he knows who Luke Skywalker is. He has to.
1: Yeah, for sure he has to.
0: But I mean by... I guess what I mean is when we saw... Luke started doing stuff we were like I assume
1: that if he sees a single X-Wing pull into the thing and everybody on the ship panics I think he knows what's about to happen (laughs) yeah Uh, so uh,
0: that was really cool getting to the ship was neat Uh, it was cool watching um... oh my god what's her name the girl that's with Boba Fett right now Finnick Finnick. it was cool watching her and Kara work with uh, the two Mandalorian women that was cool uh, I do like that you can tell that Finnick and Kara like kind of working together more than they like working with the mm-hmm. Mandalorian girls, and uh, but Finnick, dude, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, uh, but the 50s? actress that Sorry. plays, it's okay, actress that plays her is 57, 57 years, years old. 57
1: years old.
0: Yeah. She is so spry. She is so spry. Dude, she did a full on... Uh, like a roundhouse, house. Yeah. A re- like a reverse, yeah. Jesus, what am I trying to say? Anyways... She did a sick kick, and then one of my, I don't know why I like this one so much. It was When you were watching, I was like, watch this. But I liked whatever she kind of, I don't know, it was almost like a disc golf move. She did like a little forehand through that tunnel to shoot that guy. It was just cool, the angle that when she shot through those crates, that was really neat. Um, just everything was really cool. And then the dark troopers were really, really cool. Uh, I thought that maybe they were going to break Din's helmet when he was freaking hitting him just bashing a skull into that wall. I think they did it just to showcase how strong the metal is. It's Yeah, it was a cool way to showcase the strength of the Dark Trooper but the durability of the Beskar mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah. And that spear came in handy.
1: The spear did come in handy, just as we suspected. I mean, it was pretty obvious that the Beskar spear was going to have to be the weapon against the Darksaber. Right. I... <coughs> there were two things that seemed, I guess, too, too obvious to be correct. Mm-hmm. One of them being that Mando somehow becomes Mandalore, then Jaren. Now he's, I mean, he could. he's not, but he could effectively lay claim to Mandalore. Yeah. Um, and then the other would be Luke showing up. Yeah. But it's just like it seemed too much to be real.
0: Yeah, that was one of the standout moments. Watching the Dark Troopers was cool. And then, like you said, watching, uh, watching uh, Moff Gideon talk to the Mandalorian was really cool. Uh, anytime that Gideon was talking, I was just like, just excited to be there. Mm. He's just so good, just a good actor, and um, he's very level-headed.
1: And I, I don't think so. What I think mean? he's a man of high highs and low lows. Really? Yeah. I think he's a man of extremes. I don't think he's as even keel as everybody wants to believe. I think he controls it well, but I think he's a he's a man of passion.
0: Well, yeah, but I think like, um, I think that he. Even when he was beaten, he was still, like, calm and cool and collected to be like, no, no, no. She's got to take that saber from you in combat. Well, he was the only, only time cool the because he believed when he frickin- still had
1: a handle on things.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, he... Yeah. It's easy to say that he panicked, but at the same time, like, the craziest variable of all variables entered the fray. Well, that's my point,
1: is that he only seems calm because he feels that he's in control. Hmm. You know what I mean? He said, it's safe to assume that I know everything. Yeah. So that's a person. He's a very, like, very controlling, very dominant personality. And as soon as anything is outside of his control, that's when he fell apart. Big deal.
0: Yeah. That's a good point. Um, dude, I did love that he just went to just try to waste Bo-Katan when he the moment. He freaking tried, came up. dude. I was kind of sad that she got up, honestly. I was like, so she did? Sicker. Yeah. Uh okay, so standout moment. Elitist pricks. The one <laughs> the standout moment, obviously, to end all standout moments, was when you see the back of that hood going down the
1: hallway. Dude, I was panicking. I thought they were gonna make me watch the whole thing on a little security vid, and I was like, Don't you make that don't don't you make me watch this on a tiny screen inside my bigger screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, it was sick, and it was a
0: good call. I read this, or I heard this earlier today, but it was a really great way to showcase his power without him having to kill organic beings. Like mm. you know how Luke's kind of he's he's soft. He's the he's the greatest Jedi because he's he's fixing the flaws of what it means to be a Jedi from the Old Republic. Yeah. And I don't mean soft
1: in like weenie.
0: He's just, no, he's, he's just, got a tender heart. Yeah, and he doesn't. I, don't, I think that uh, in the Battlefront 2 campaign, there's moments where he talks about not wanting to have to kill folks to, mm-hmm. to help peace occur. But he does what he has to do. And so it was cool. You have these crazy, huge, strong... It was cool that we got to find out they were Phase 3 Dark Troopers. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Um, which, I've been on
1: the Phase 3 Dark Trooper train for years. Well, yeah, I mean, for anybody who's in the know... We were in the know. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? It was was obvious. There was no way there was a person in there. They're tubed up. You don't see anybody enter the suit, exit the suit. Yeah. Um, Even beyond that, just the shape of it and the places where it's narrow, too small for a person. Right. Um, What's so
0: crazy is when you look at the Legends content of a Dark Trooper, you have three phases, okay? Right. You have the first phase, which was a droid. And it's it actually looks much more like what we have now, and then you have a Phase Two Dark Trooper, which is the one you've probably seen the most, where it's kind of like looks like a just a guy in a big silver
1: armor, mm-hmm. and then the Phase Three is the one that's really huge. Yeah, I think they're a bit shorter than what we would have expected from a Phase Three.
0: Yeah, Phase the what their trooper that they made looks like a mixture of a Phase One and a Phase Three, mm-hmm. where it's as broad. But it's got it's kind of lanky as well, and like you said, you can see like basically the waist, you know, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Kind of, it's very battle droidy to be like, well, why do I need a whole shell when
1: I can just have the spine? Yeah, kind of reminds me of a Iron Man too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just like the 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 robots versus the people in the mm-hmm. suits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. Uh So more, obviously more John Favreau content.
0: Yeah, just all John Favreau. <laughs>
1: uh, okay, so new characters. So we've got Luke. He's the big one. Mm -hmm. Honestly, he did what I was afraid he would do, and he showed up, and I forgot about everything else. I stopped caring about anything else at the (laughs) time. I was like, no, 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 I don't care. Like, even even this sweet, precious angel, I was like, can we just put him aside for a second? Just, like, I don't know, three more platoons of dark troopers, bring Mm -hmm. him out. I want more. Dude, uh... They did a really great
0: job of whoever was in the hood, Mm actor-wise, you know, and when he walks into that room, the hood's still really low, and I was like, oh, my God. I thought maybe they weren't going to show his face. Oh, my God,
1: and... I I knew... I I learned my lesson in Rogue One when they were like, screw the reflection, show his face! Yeah, I knew who it was when we saw one X-Wing show up, and everything looked like maybe it was lost. I was like, there's no way, even with four Mandos in a room, that they take all those dark troopers. There's just no way. Yeah. But when Cara says, one X-Wing, we're saved. And I was like, oh, you are saved. <laughs> you are saved and then some. Yeah, you said, there's no way. I just saw one X-Wing. I was like, no
0: way. Uh, yeah. No as way. As soon as I saw the one X-Wing, I was like, whoo, hoo, hoo hoo hoo. Um It just seemed too good to be true, man. Takes his hood off. Oh, my God. And the fact that they got Mark Hamill to come back and do the actual...
1: Do the voice. Voice. I assume they had the same guy that kind of did the mocap for uh, Rise of Skywalker.
0: Maybe. We'll find out. That guy tends to post if... He's. He was also the Knight of
1: Wren Aplek that has the Mandalorian Blade. Yeah, but we already knew we were going to get Luke there. I think this would have been a much more guarded secret.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm just saying eventually okay, he'll yeah, say yeah, something. Yeah. If I'm that sure was him. I
1: mean, I, if I were him, I would expect that it would be a day or two, just so he's not spoiler Uh Okay, so new characters. Obviously, Luke is the big reveal. Um, we got to see the Dark Troopers for real, for real. Yep. You know, we we got like a 30-second intro. I don't really count that. Right. Yeah. Um, but, but we also had uh, my 600-pound life, Bib Fortuna, <laughs> going so, for the world record of fingernails. Yes. So, oh my God, yeah, those were freaking disgusting. So at the very end... Of, What's the name of that uh, Twi'lek ambassador? Um, you know what I'm talking about? He has the French accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real, real heavyset guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember his name. That's um, what I thought of. It got really hard vibes.
0: The uh, So the crazy thing is, after the... Credits of this episode, Um, you just get like a landscape. There's a nice
1: Napoleon Dynamite Kip's wedding type environment.
0: Yeah, (laughs) and you get the twin sons. And and, uh, then you pan over, and you're looking at Jabba's palace.
1: The uh,
0: the cool thing about seeing Jabba's palace was they did a great job of showcasing the staircase on the side. Yeah. That actually showed... I've never
1: really known how big Jabba's palace is, but it's it's pretty big. I feel like we should have gotten a pretty good interpretation of how big it was from Jedi. Like, I, I remember you being like, look how big it is. And I was like, just like I remember. Yeah. You know? Well, I, you, you
0: it's because when you see it in Jedi, there's never a moment that you see uh,
1: the Falcon next to it. Or you never see anything... I think what really sold it for me is seeing R2 and C3PO walk up to the door, which is such a small portion mm-hmm. of the face of Jabba's Palace and how big it was in comparison to them. Like right. That was, that was scale for me.
0: Yeah, the way that it worked in my mind is all I know is that they have a giant door that takes you to a giant tunnel that takes you to a small staircase, a small flight of stairs down into a great room, and then there's a giant sewer underneath with a Rancor on the side. Yeah. All I... I like it thinking
1: about it as like a hut lives here. It's gotta be huge. That's true. It's the opposite of a hut. That's true. <laughs> That's true. He doesn't live in a hut. He is a hut. So you get there, and it's funny. It looks like Bib Fortuna
0: has been eating all of the Gamorians' foods.
1: <laughs> Prodigal son gone wrong. He doesn't feed the pigs anymore. Dude,
0: all of the Gamorians are like in shape, and Bib Fortuna's like, give me another piece of pizza.
1: More McRib.
0: Oh, the McRib is back. More McRib. <laughs> I need McRib. That one the McRib. <laughs> it, <coughs> the one I'm The one the The one the So, basically, he's in there and he's looking fat as freak. <laughs> that freaking double chin dog. It is something else. Mitch. It makes me feel bad for Beezer Fortuna. His his brother or cousin, whichever one it is, that works with Saw Guerrera. Have you seen if you look in the background of Rogue One, Bib Fortuna's, I can't I didn't realize they were related. I can't remember if it, yeah, I can't remember if it's brother or cousin, but you can tell that he's been living on ramen noodles. He is like he's like super thin. Even his tail is like as thick as his pencil. He's just he's worse for wear. And all then, I can
1: say is that at the events of Return of the Jedi, Bib Yeah. He fell into a small fortuna. Dude, that's the stupidest
0: Uh. joke I've ever heard of my life. (laughs) What's crazy is in Legends, do you know what happened? No. In Legends, those uh, monks...
1: Oh, yeah, they take back over the town. Yeah, that's what we had talked about.
0: They take over the temple and they actually put Bib Fortuna's brain into one of those spider things. Oh. Yeah. So you can tell that it kind of looks like he's just... I don't know if he just has a small stash of cash... To pay like five people to live there, but it's very empty compared to when Jabba was living there. Well, and I
1: think Bib Fortuna has a much smaller mind for ambition than Jabba. That's would true. Have, you know what I mean? He's That's he's true. content to have this little palace, whereas Jabba wanted the galaxy.
0: Yeah. Uh, so Finnick Shan comes in and just kills literally everyone. I thought it was
1: cool that Boba was so removed, like everything was so beneath him that he didn't even take the time to clear the palace himself. Mm-hmm. So Finnick goes in there,
0: blows everyone away. Luke, or uh, Luke, lol, Boba Fett walks in and uh, Bib Fortuna is like, Oh, Boba, back from the dead, I'd heard rumors, All blah, 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 And like halfway through his sentence, Boba Fett just murks him on the throne. Nice to see Bib
1: still as slimy as his headtails. Mm hmm.
0: So Boba walks up there and just throws his dead body off of the throne yeah, and sits in. down. And I was it, hoping
1: we'd get a little Rancor action, I'll be honest.
0: Well, the Rancor's dead, though. There's
1: always, there's always a bigger Rancor. Yeah. I bet you Bib Fortuna's not really into that sort of thing. I would be. He's sitting on a throne with rancor heads. You gotta, you gotta complete the thing.
0: You gotta live up to your yeah. to the hype. But Boba Fett sits down, and somehow that blue spatchka makes its way under the screen again. Phoenix starts shrinking, and you can tell she's kind of like his right hand, and
1: strong right wing. Yeah,
0: mangies. mangies. It goes to frickin' credits, and we get a book of Boba Fett coming December 2021.
1: Do we think it's a real book? Like a real book? No, it's book? a show. Okay. For sure. I assume. It's a show, probably. More than likely. It reminds me of uh, Parks and Rec. Andy is working as a security guard at Town Hall. Mm-hmm. He's this little kid, and they lose their mom. And he uh he's helping them find the mom and he opens the supply closet. It's just a supply closet, you know, like there's rooms and stuff in there and he's like, All right, she's not in there, I bet. (laughs) Dude, so
0: I don't know, crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. So, Boba Fett has kept his end of the bargain, Hmm. so him and Mando can part ways. Yeah. I don't see him going against Mando unless there's a reason to go head-to-head. No, I think... Because he
1: respects him a lot for getting the armor back. I think that, and also um, seeing how little Boba cares about Mandalore specifically in that (laughs) showdown, he kind of confirmed my suspicions that he doesn't hold any ambitions for that particular part of his life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He's much more... His first move was to go back to Tatooine. So that kind of shows where his head's at. Yeah. So Oh, they're not facing off anymore?
0: Nope. They're going separate ways. Uh okay, so rate the
1: episode one to ten. Ten. Underlined yeah. it three times. Ten.
0: You sure did. That's funny. Yeah. This is this is the peak so far of Star Wars under Disney. Would you agree? Yeah.
1: I got to finally see more of the loop that I always wanted. Yes. What's crazy is, like...
0: This will begin to make things right.
1: I'm still Kylo, man. Yeah, I love still Kylo. want more! Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I got to see him take on a whole platoon of unbeatable dark troopers. He did it by himself, and he still didn't even break a sweat, and I was like, I want to see him sweat. hmm You know what I mean? I, wanna, I want more. It
0: took me back to... Uh, what's that new, What's that comic book? Dark Empire from way back in the day, Star Wars comics from, like, way back in, you know, 20-something years ago. And Luke decides he has to go dark to defeat the clone of Palpatine. Right. You know you know the whole story. And there's a moment where the the Imperials, they don't realize what's going on. It's kind of it's similar to what's going on right now in real Star Wars, where mm-hmm. uh, there's a remnant that probably doesn't have any clue what's going on with Exegol and whatnot. And, uh... And Luke has his lightsaber, but he's got this black outfit on, and he kind of looks like Vader a little bit. Uh, And an AT-AT walks upon him and is like, all right, take him out. And Luke reaches out his hand, and the whole AT-AT just collapses on itself. It was
1: very Force Unleashed. Yeah. So whenever
0: he holds that dark trooper, and it's like, oh, it's trying so hard to shoot him, and it's like, two, 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 just shooting next to him, and he just gives it the old crunchy crunch.
1: Yeah. I was there for that. I was there for that all the way. That was so sick. Jingle
0: all the way.
1: That was So yeah,
0: it's a 10. It's a, yeah. it's it's whatever the highest number we can give it is. It's a twenty.
1: So what the freak is next season, Mandalorian? Dude, that's the freaking question. That's the that's the question. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody was suspecting that uh, Boba might be the villain. But it's like. I think Bo Katan. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Bo Katan's now got beef with Mando because he took the saber and she wouldn't just take it from him. He doesn't care about it. But I think now that he's lost Grogu, not lost him, but he doesn't have to take care of him, it's basically like, uh. I don't know. It's like taken if the mom and the daughter just died. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, he's got nothing left to lose. So he's just yeah. a, unchained. Din <laughs> Djarin Unchained. Drawing <laughs> unchained yeah so she terribly wants the dark saber she still, wants it
0: bad and she will create a villain of herself to
1: get it mm-hmm. because Din doesn't care but if she literally won't yeah. take it yeah that's, he can... that's where I was going is that like it's almost like when you um, you're like why are you in a bad mood and I'm like I'm not in a bad mood you know, mm-hmm. yeah you are you're mad and I was like well now I'm mad right, you know it's right. like he's. I, I don't want to be made to the work I do. You yeah, know? Yeah. She's going to Well, like here, here's
0: instigate. the saber. Yeah. And he's like, no, I, I, I got to take it from you. You know? He has the spear and the saber, Bo Katan. Dude, you I are thought it was double so funny screwed.
1: When some, uh, yeah, Moff this was thing... like, she has to take it from me. He's like, I yield. Yeah. He, does, he doesn't care. Yeah. He's already got what he wants. Literally could not care less. Here's the other thing, though, is that Bo wouldn't have thought him worthy of being Mandalore because he was. A foundling, a fa- well, not and a that. child of the watch. More specifically, a child of the watch. But she saw him take his helmet off, which shows her that he has different moral compass than maybe she suspected he did. Right, maybe and that softens towards him a little bit.
0: I would like to note that at this time, Din Jarn is the leader of the Mandalorians, a foundling, and uh, in his book, ladies and gents, Boba Fett
1: is Mandalorian. So it doesn't matter what the princess says. I did think it was funny that uh, Boba Fett took on a little bit of Han Solo there. Whenever Bo-Katan would get snippy, he'd be like, all right, princess. Mm-hmm. Easy little one. Yeah. Easy little one. He's a bad man. Yeah, it's a bad man Majima. Uh
0: So if Mandalorian Season 3 is December of next year, and Book of Boba Fett is December of
1: next year... I don't even know, man. Sweet heavens. I, Thrawn has to be the ultimate villain. Has to, has to, has to, has to be.
0: Well, here's the thing, is that... Gideon, unless something crazy happens in the very beginning of next season, Thrawn shows up to save Gideon or whatever. I don't
1: think Thrawn gives two poops about Gideon. Yeah. I don't think he, he... The ship's lost. The dark troopers are lost. Those don't strike me as things that Thrawn would be particularly interested in anyway.
0: Well, my question is, yeah,
1: Gideon's Who carries not... carries on the cloning project, though.
0: Gideon's not dead... But he is out of reach of the Remnant now. He'll go to the Core Worlds and probably go to prison, be tried for his war crimes, and Dr. Pershing. And yeah, he'll so, be talking
1: to cockroaches before we're through.
0: Yeah, Dr. Yeah, that's funny. Dude, Din Djarin just became the ruler of all Mandalore and super rich overnight. Yeah, he just got super powerful. Super powerful, super rich. He has the spear, he has the dark saber, he has Dr. Pershing and Moff Gideon alive, which is... According to Kara, doing double prizes, as Sid from Toy Story would say. Mm -hmm. So he's rolling in the dough. He might just get a new Razorcress.
1: Yeah. And. If you had a really cool
0: ship and it got destroyed and you just came into a butt ton of money, would you get a better ship or would you kind of go back to your old
1: ways? Better ship, for sure. I'd be making the Carrion Spike 10 out of 10. So, man, that's just crazy. Okay, so, I mean, there is. It seems like Din Djarin (sighs) maybe fell into a small Fortuna. <laughs> they call me Bib Jaren. <laughs> Brown eyes,
0: Skywalker. Dude, that's crazy. Dude, I would just go get. I would go find Mayfeld, and be like, "Hey, you want to be my right hand man?
1: He needs some company
0: now. After Grogu's gone,
1: I don't know. And in Den Jaren's place, I'd be taking a couple long naps. Yeah, I'm sure he's hankering for some alone time. Yeah, he probably is, but. Just because of his whole life experience and everything, he's just going to keep going. Yeah, for sure. He's he'll not going to slow down. He'll be
0: okay to travel alone, I
1: agree. Yeah, I honestly don't think he's going to get very much rest. Um, but what can that mean for the future if... Uh, you know what I bet? I bet he tries to catch up with the Armorer. Hmm. Maybe. Although he's kind of kicked
0: himself out. Yeah, he's he's left the Creed. He's no longer a child of the Watch, at least. I don't know. It's weird. I have heard uh, somebody say that they think maybe the armorer might end up being a villain of some sort in the future because she'll be upset with Din mm-hmm. for leaving the Ways.
1: But uh, he's got the Darksaber now. And even the Watch respect the Darksaber.
0: Yeah, that's very true. Dang, that's very true. He even, may be the even one... Even
1: the Vissalists respect the Darksaber, bro.
0: <sighs> okay. Was my breathing that... Yeah, that was, sorry.
1: Like, uh, it was the air. I heard really like
0: oh in my ears, um, but dude, he, the next man, I never, I never ever would have thought watching him capture Mithral from the very beginning episode of last season when I was like, okay, cool, you know, small potatoes kind of guy. Yeah. But it's you know it's average guy, and literally not that long later, a year later, we're like, so only thing uh, that he could do next is probably unite the clans and uh, take over all of Mandalore. You'd like
1: in like the clowns.
0: Yeah, dude, he really could, and uh, man,
1: I thought it was cool because Boba said for they all turned the, the planet to glass. That was a cool expression. Yeah, well, that's what
0: Gideon pretty much alluded to is that it was just gunships on gunships on gunships, all
1: with e webs on like every door, just murking folks. Well, in um, Mayfeld's passing comment about basically Mandalore being as gone as Alderaan. Alderaan, sorry. Uh,
0: but yeah, just craziness. So, I mean, the sky's the limit. I know that we've been just putting out content for, you know, here's what I think's gonna happen, but it's such a blank canvas right now, it's really hard to say, but I do, I well, can't see him going the to Mandalore
1: thing, and making things right and fixing everything. Is that for the first time since, like, chapter three, chapter eight's, like, real, for real, for real, but chapter three, we have a Mando without a quest. hmm He's finished. You know what I mean? He finished the quest.
0: So yeah, it, it
1: makes me think that you know how. um Superman for himself at this point. It is kind of
0: silly how we've talked about how it feels like a video game, but you know how when you finish a quest, finish a quest when you're playing a video game, you go back to your not boss like villain boss, but you go back to your you know leader, and then you go figure out the next thing you got to do or mm. whatever you know. Uh, so what's that? What's that? So does he try to catch up with the armorer? And she tells him, you know, somehow maybe she knows that he's removed his helmet or something, and he can be like, "Well, turn on that freaking dark saber." Yeah, I'm the boss now, bro. I'm it in would charge. be interesting
1: if th- we had like another Mandalorian Civil War, that now he's the leader of Death Watch, and freaking Bo-Katan wants it.
0: Well, it's weird because he doesn't really, his actions don't really he identify works. with either. Yeah. <laughs> His, his actions don't really identify with either side. Right. His actions don't identify with the with the watch because he's done all those things, taking his helmet off and
1: whatnot. Here's the thing, though, is I think the saber means a lot more than the helmet at this point. You think so? Yeah. Because Vistle would take his helmet off, but everybody bowed to him because he had the saber. That's how Maul got in power, so he had the saber.
0: Hmm, that's true. Yeah, because Bo-Katan said an outsider would never rule Mandalore, and Maul was like, suck on these horns.
1: Pretty much.
0: Nothing? I thought that was funny. Oh, my God. Well, do you want to add anything else? We could just speculate on
1: a blank canvas for hours. I would just like to see this. It didn't play like I thought it was going to.
0: <laughs> oh, man.
1: I don't know, man. I
0: do love that they knew we would lo- we would want more Boba, so they were like, how are we going to do You want this. Don't you,
1: want don't you Don't you I knew it was in here
0: somewhere. So, bo the bad guy for season three, probably. Maybe. Um,
1: I don't know, man. I don't know. I think I think Thrawn is a more imposing villain. Well, he's definitely a more imposing villain.
0: Um, yeah. I guess my thing is, it makes sense that bo is the, is a villain of sorts because she stands directly in the way... Not because he's trying to do anything, but because he's kind of in her way, in a sense.
1: Yeah. If I were him, I would just kind of regroup. You know what I mean? Also, I get that chance,
0: what's with the, I can't accept that I have to fight for it, if she literally just handed it over, Sabine handed it over to her in Rebels?
1: Hmm. Hmm.
0: You know what it was? Gideon said something that kind of, the second time watching it, it a light came on, because I was yelling at the TV this morning, she did it before! She did it before! Um, but second time watching it, when I was able to take more in, uh, he said she can't accept that she has to defeat you in battle. Otherwise, uh, she's a false ruler. And so maybe, you know, earlier in the show, she said, if we had this much spine against the Imperials, we never would have lost our planet. Maybe some of the reason that Mandalore was so easily conquered by the Imperials was because there was a good chunk of them that didn't respect Bo-Katan because she didn't win the Dark Saber back from Maul. That's possible. How did Sabine get the Dark Saber? Ezra,
1: Ezra and Kanan stole it when they were on Dathomir. So from nobody, Maul's hideout, nobody got it then. Really, nobody beat anybody in combat. You know what I mean? Mm-mm. It's kind of like, honestly, if we're going by Harry Potter rules, um, Maul still owns the Elder Wand. Yeah, but he's dead. So then nobody gets it.
0: As I was gonna say, it has no power. Mm-hmm. But Gideon defeated the Mandalorians. Actually,
1: by Harry Potter logic, Obi-Wan gets it, who's also dead, which means Darth Vader gets it, who's also dead, which means it belongs to Luke. That's right. Oh
0: my god.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which actually means... Nope. It's Luke's. Dark Saber's Luke's. Luke's in charge of Mandalore. Yeah, but... Give Va- him some armor. Come Vader on. Technically, you know the rules.
0: Vader technically died from residual effects of the electricity. So actually, Palpatine's stub finger <laughs> clone on Exegul gets the Dark Saber. <laughs> in a way. But yeah, I mean, technically, if Sabine had it and she was fighting with it and Gideon took it from her, he knows the rules, so he had to have won it from her, and Din Djarin took it from him. By force, um, and the Mandalorians are going to know when to call bullcrap if they like stage a fight. You know, mm-hmm. oh, I lose. That's not going to hold up in court. I, I yield. Yeah, I yield. That really made me laugh. Oh man, what a cool episode. That was
1: I'm excited. That was crazy. Something amazing, I guess. Yeah, that's what that kid on that trikey all those that's years ago was waiting, waiting for, for. That bubble gums all the way in his hair,
0: dog. <laughs> Hey, don't worry how long ago it was, 20 years or whatever. 15 years too late. Yeah. Don't worry, buddy. 2020, you'll get what you're waiting on. And if ever there was a time that we got what those Jawas were looking for, it's Mm. now. Yes. So let it be known, on December the 18th, 2020,
1: we got it. (laughs) I just wanna see if I get a reaction, but I couldn't. <laughs> this one doing something for you? This one. No, he wants it. He wants the to...
0: Heck yeah. What a good dude, think about it. Season two, sorry, I started to go back into it. But Tuskens, Crate Dragons, Cobb Vanth. Ahsoka Tano, Sa- yep. Sabine, not yep. Sabine, but Bo-Katan. We're going to talk about it all oh in our Season 2 wrap-up, which will come out Monday. Yes. I'm holding back. Holding back. Very cool. All right, so once again. Oh, okay,
1: once more. From the top. From the top. See you guys next time.